heartily glad. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be exceedingly glad. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to welcome you this evening to the Kingdom Dominion live broadcast where Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I don't know about you, but I was singing those songs, man. Come now is the time to worship. Come now is the time to give your heart, give your life. And man, when was miracles, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. And I believe that this evening you will be receive a miracle if you come expecting to receive. Now stretch out before we even start this message tonight. I want you to stretch your faith with me and say, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I believe for a miracle in my life tonight. In fact, I believe something good is going to happen in my life tonight in the name of you say I just I'll take that I believe that I'll receive that right now in Jesus name well if this is your very first time I want to welcome you to ignite to ignite depot aka the depot center in Jesus name and our goal is always to represent God and ignite life purpose and identity within a generation to ignite change the whole point is to ignite change to change to for you to hear a right now word a word in due season that will ultimately change your life forever that will help you to see your situation and circumstances through the lenses and eyes of the most high god can i get one amen out there in the name of jesus well we're not even gonna uh yes sir he says this he says i want to heal your land. When I'm talking about land, I'm not just talking about your nation. I'm not just talking about your city. I'm not just talking about your community. I'm talking about in your house, in your job, in your schools. God says, I want to heal. He says, but we have to come into partnership in order to do that. In quarter to second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14, it says, if my people who are calling out to my name, if they will humble themselves, if you will humble yourself and pray, make supplications and petition and intercede and seek God's face, purposely seeking his face. He And he says, and turn, turn from your wicked ways or courses of life that don't line up with God's word. He says, then I will forgive your sins. I will uh, hear you your prayers, and I will heal men, restore, and make whole your land. So let's do that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you in the name of Jesus for this, this opportunity to come into your presence. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives, in earth, just like it is in heaven. Your will be done in our house. Your will be done in our schools. Your will be done in our communities, on our jobs, in our families, in our province, in our nations, in our governments right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that, that our laws are being passed, Father God, that line up with your word. We declare, Father God, that every need is met with an abundance of beside. We be, declare in the name of Jesus that by Jesus' stripes are healed from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our feet. We declare our family relationships are healed and restored. We declare, Father God, that we're out of debt. Our needs are met. We have so much more to put in store. We believe our tuition is paid in full. We declare the student loans are 
paid off, canceled, and dissolved in the name of Jesus. We declare, Father God, that marriages are being brought back together, and they're being healed, and they're being restored. And we declare, Father God, that healing are taking places even in the house of God, that people are coming back together, for we are one body in unison, certain unison with you and with your word and with the Holy Spirit. Father, have your way in our lives today. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in our resources, our provisions, our finances, and our marriages on our job. That your kingdom come, that your will will be done in the earth right now. And Father, we're ever mindful to covenant with you, to give you all the glory, the honor, and praise, believing we receive and that it is so. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. Say, I'll take that. Every time you pray, God says yes. Your response to God's yes is amen. Of course, you know, that's when you're praying in accordance to God's most perfect will, according to the kingdom of God in Jesus name. So let's not, we're going to jump right in tonight. Man, we got to write down word, a word in due season that will ultimately change our lives forever. But we got to make this declaration before we get started in the name of Jesus in accordance to Isaiah 61 and verse one. And it says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, to open the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And, hallelujah, they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, we covenant with you in the name of Jesus as we come before your presence with thanksgiving and with praise. Father, for this is the day which you have made. We will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. Father, I was glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus, our preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be in demonstration of spirit and of power. Holy Spirit, you're here. Move across every, every, touch each and every household. Touch each and every person who will hear it. Touch each and every person who will watch it. Touch each and every person who is under the sound of my voice. Father God, I declare in the name of Jesus that burdens will be removed and yokes will be destroyed simply because of your word. Father God, there's healing in your word. There's deliverance in your word. There's wholeness in your word. There's restoration in your word. There's peace in your word and we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor and we thank you for it right now in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving let us all say amen or another word to say it so be it so be it now i want to make this deck make this point out to you that through the simplicity of god's word burdens have been removed and yokes have been destroyed as a result of the word of God being preached. It's not in complexity, but in the simplicity of God's word, burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed. You know, a few weeks ago, we preached a message that says, it's, it couldn't be that simple. In other words, it's so simple, a kid can do it. And God says, I want you to have the childlike faith. That doesn't mean to be childish, but means you have childlike faith where if you tell your child, hey, we're going to the amusement park on Friday, they haven't seen a ticket, they haven't seen a bank account, 
you not having loaded up the car, anything. All you have did is spoke your word. And because they know that you can be counted on, they know as far as the, they're concerned, it's already done. And what do they begin to do? They go around and they start telling everybody, man, I'm going to the amusement park on Friday. I'm going to the amusement park on Friday. I'm going to the amusement park on Friday. And guess what happened? They, they're doing what God has asked you to do. Call those things that be not as though they were. They're in expectation. You gave them the word. Now they're earnestly expecting something good to happen as a result of that word. He says that's the same way he needs you to come, even when you're coming in your private prayer times and even when you're sitting under the word. You need to have childlike faith. Lord, I'm ready to hear the word from you today. I'm open to receive it, Father. Thank you that our ears are anointed to hear, our eyes are anointed to see, and our hearts are open and ready to receive the word of God. In fact, last week we was talking about, I do want to apologize for the technical difficulties that we had last week, but I but we was talking about how uh, you can become dull of hearing and that word dull of hearing simply means you just became lazy in that area lazy not meaning that you're lazy in every area of your life but lazy when it comes to learning the word of God in second Timothy chapter 2 it talks about how we are in verse 15 how we are to study to show ourselves approved workmen that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth which means if you can rightly divide the word of truth you can wrongly divide a word of truth and we want to make sure that that never happens so we talked about that but i tell you what we had a prayer of consecration dedication and 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 we came back in right relationship with god we came back and made a fresh new commitment that from this day forward father god we will honor you we will honor you and we will make it our business to study for ourselves to study the word of god for ourselves and we always want you to study the word for yourself but you want to make sure you're studying in this full context not taking it out of context which means you read when you read a scripture you read the full so you can get the full understanding of what that scripture is talking about well we're going to jump right in right now so buckle up buttercup here we go if i was to give this message a title the title of this message tonight would be exposing the enemy in me what exposing the enemy in me what's the enemy anything that's trying to come up anything that will hinder you anything that will oppose you so we want to expose anything in you that's opposing you that's keeping you from seeing the full manifestation of what it is god has for you are you interested don't turn that down don't click me y'all don't push uh, pause man you want to hear this because see this is the thing about the word of god god loves us so much he says whom he loves he chases or he corrects and what the word of god does is it will locate exactly where you are in james chapter one it talks about how the word of god is a mirror and when you're looking in the word of god it's like looking in the mirror not for you to try to adjust the mirror to look like what you want it to look like but when you look into the mirror of the word of god it should cause you to make an adjustments so you line up but whatever it is that that word says, that's all of us. None of all, none of us have arrived as of yet, but I tell you what, we're well on our way, man. But Jesus is still Lord to the glory of God the Father. All right, I'm giving you enough time. Let You ready? Here we go. Turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 10, because the Lord said he wanted me to announce this. He said, release this in the air. It says this, that Jesus came to give you life. 
What'd you say? Jesus came to give you life. It says in John 10, 10, I'm reading out the Amplified and it says this. It says that the, that the thief comes in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Say that with me. In abundance to the full until it overflows. Jesus goes on and says, he says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd risks and lays down his own life for the sheep. But the hard servant, he who merely serves for wages, who is in who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees that the wolf coming deserts the flock and runs away, and the wolf chases and snatches them and scatters the flock. Well, I'm telling you right now that Jesus is a chief shepherd in his house, but I am the under shepherd and we lay down our life for the sheep. If we see a wolf coming, we we announce a wolf coming and then we as shepherd, we go on the tack against the wolf that the sheep will not be devoured, that the sheep will not be chasing away and that the sheep will not scatter in the name of Jesus. Now, it says Jesus came that you might have life, which means you have a part to play in that. It's not automatic. What happens is he says, I came that they might have and enjoy their life. That word life there is talking is Zoe, which means the God kind of life, means the life, the eternal. He came to give you eternal life, the God kind of life. In other words, what the scripture is really saying is the way that life was before the fall in the garden, Jesus has come to restore unto you, unto me, life as it was in the garden. How was it in the garden? Adam and Eve operated according to the kingdom of God. They had every need met with an abundance beside. They was healed from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. They had the mind of Christ. They had the wisdom of God. All those things were available to them in the garden. And Jesus says, I came to restore that life. And guess what? Adam and Eve were never supposed to die. In fact, Adam lived over 900 years. Adam literally lived over 900 years. He was, man was never exposed to die. And when did death enter into the picture? The moment that they separated themselves from God's kingdom way of doing things and introduced another way of doing things, which is known as the kingdom of God, as, a, as you were the kingdom of darkness. But Jesus says, I came that you might have the God kind of eternal life, the God kind of life where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing like it in any area of your life. He says, but the choice is yours. Man, most people at that point shouting to to the high top. Woohoo, man, how do I get that life? And better yet, what, what is keeping me from receiving that kind of life right now? Well, if you want to know what's keeping you from receiving that kind of life right now, I'm here to tell you what is taking why you haven't received that type of life or why you're not seeing the fullness of it in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Turn with me, if you will, over to Hebrews chapter four. We're going to talk about what it is, and then we're going to show you how to address it in the name of Jesus. Now, in Hebrews chapter four, verse two, I'm reading out a New American Standard Bible. It says this, the reason why so many people are not experiencing that life in abundance to the full, to, to an overflows, even though Jesus came 
and made it available to us is because that word which was spoken was not mixed with faith. And I'm sure to you right here, it says this is in verse two, it says, for indeed, we have had heard good news preached to us, just as they also, but the word they heard did not profit them or did not benefit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard it. Did you hear that? It says that the word was preached to them just like it was preached to the children of Israel. And he says, but the word they heard, the right now word that they heard did not profit them or did not benefit them. Was there anything wrong with the word? There was nothing wrong with the word. Is there anything wrong with the word that's being preached to you right now? There's nothing wrong with the word. Why then don't people see that life in abundance to the full until it overflows? It says, because the word was not united by faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed enter that rest. What rest is that? The rest in the fact that that word that God has given us will surely come to pass. Just as he says, as I sworn in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. The interesting thing about it is, is that life that's in abundance to the full until it overflow was made available to you from the foundation of the world. Everything that was needed to bring that thing to pass has already been made available to you. The only thing you have to do is mix that word, what you heard with faith, total alliance, total assurance, total dependency. In other words, what is this, this definition of faith? What God says is true and he cannot lie. What God says is true and he cannot lie. Just like we talked about the kid whose father said they was going to go to the music program on Friday. He took him at his word and he act like it's so. The same thing happens when you heard, read John 10, 10, when it says Jesus came that I might have life in abundance to the full until it overflow. Your response to that word should be like, Jesus has come that I might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Therefore, I believe that I receive life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Do it with me. I believe I receive life, the God kind of life in abundance to the full until it overflows. I believe that I receive it right now in Jesus name. Amen. Now, the reason why I'm telling this is because with everything that's going on around us, all the situations and circumstances and trials and tribulations and everything that's going on in Russia and stuff that's going on in Ukraine and things that are going on in, your, in Canada, things that are going on in the States, things going on all over the world, Jesus had already told us that all these things was going to happen. In fact, he even told us, like John 10, 10 talks about how the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He warned us in First Peter chapter five, verse eight. He told us then, he says this, talk out of the Amplified. He says, troubles, there would be times of trouble. In fact, he says in first Peter chapter five, verse eight, he says, be well balanced, tempered, sober of mind, be vigilant and conscious, cautious at all times. Why? For that enemy of yours, the adversary, his name is his devil is what is a definition, which means what he does. He is devil means diablos, a penetrator. He tries to penetrate your thoughts. He tries to give you suggestions, things that are contrary to the word of God that he comes and he's trying to, what is he trying to do? He's roaming around like a lion, didn't say he was a lion. 
like a lion, didn't say he was a lion, he's roaming around seeking someone to seize upon and devour, which means he cannot seize and devour everyone. You can make that declaration. I declare in the name of Jesus, I am sober-minded, I am vigilant, I am conscious, and that adversary, the devil, has no place in me. I am not going to be devoured by the adversary. I decree and I declare it to be so now in Jesus' name. Now, when you say that, you say, I believe, I receive. I am not going to be devoured by the adversary because I'm going to be vigilant and I'm going to be cautious at all times. Now, Jesus also prophesied in Matthew chapter 24, verse number four, he said this, and Jesus talking to his disciples, his disciples says, hey, what are the signs or the indications of one that these tower the, these uh, these temples will be broken down two when you are going to wrap, come for the church and three when is your return uh, back on the earth and Jesus get, answered the question and this is what he said starting in verse four he says and Jesus answered and said to them see to it that you, no one misleads you what? So he's saying the first sign or the indicator that the end of the age is coming is the fact that many people will be deceived, that deception is going to run rampant. But so Jesus is warning you again, see to it that you no one deceives you or misleads you or causes you to go off in the error. Whose responsibility is to make sure you're not misled? is your responsibility, is my responsibility. How can we make sure that we are not being misled? We gotta, we gotta check everything, judge everything based according to the word of God. That's why it's so important for you to study to show yourself approved, which means that you have to open the Bible up for yourself and read it. You cannot just depend on somebody else reading it for you. That's good that that they heard that you heard them read it. But even after this, that's why we give everybody the address so you can go back and study for yourself because God is going to give you greater revelations or how to apply it to your life. It goes on to say, he says, see that you are no, that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ. And what will they do? They will mislead many. So he didn't say a couple. He didn't say a few. He says they will mislead many. He also goes on to tell you, this is, this is the kind of climate that's going to be going on during that time. He says, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birthing pains. Just like a, a woman who's about to give birth to her child. She goes through labor and she's going through contractions. She might have Braxton hits contractions than she has. Uh, contractions at one level and as the closer she gets to delivering that baby the more intense those contractions will become it's the same thing when you're talking about the birthing of a new age in the beginning it might be a couple things going on and then he says you're going to be seeing this and you're going to be seeing that and he's telling you don't be afraid don't be frightened don't be afraid don't get off into fear don't worry don't worry don't stress don't be concerned why because all these are simply the beginning the all these are simply birthing pains he says but all these things are merely the, the beginning of birthing pains 
he says they all then they will deliver you to tribulation and and will kill you and you will be hated of all nations because of my name at that time many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another and many false prophets will arise and mislead many are y'all hearing that thing in the last seven verses, Jesus has said the word mislead at least three to four times. Why? Because in these last days, you're going to see seeing people being misled and deceived and falling into error. And, and the thing about it is you cannot get off into error unless you yield yourself to it. No one can call, can make you get into error. The only way you can get in error is if you yield yourself to it, which means you're not studying to show yourself approved. You're not reading for yourself. You're not researching for yourself what the word of God has to say and not operate according to confirmation bias where you already have your mind made up because many people, well-meaning people say a lot of things and it does not necessarily mean that it's true. The reason why I'm telling you this is also, he says, Jesus is expressing and telling you, I need, I'm, I'm warning you of all these things. I'm telling you, I'm forecasting all these things thousands of years before all this goes on. So you will not be caught blinded. And he told me to also let you know that the battle is not against flesh and blood. I know a lot of people are fighting, you know, because if you look in Matthew 24, a lot of people, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and people are going to hate one another and betray one another and, and lie on one another and kill one another. All these things, people are fighting with individuals. But he told me to let you know, the battle isn't against flesh and blood. Are you going to have to deal with people? Yes, but the battle, they are merely puppets in a game puppets in a game you know even back in john 10 10 i was studying that this week and, and, and one of the things he said he said he says what it says the thief comes not but to steal to kill and destroy you know how he in order for him to be able to do that he has to use other people it's illegal for the adversary or spirit even the spirit of god to have any expression in the earth without a physical body god cannot just do whatever he wants to do not because he doesn't have the power to do it but because he has given the authority to mankind so whatever is going on in the earth mankind has a responsibility for it and that's why we pray because when we pray we give god an invitation into the situation into the circumstance but how do you know the battle is not against flesh and blood? Well, Ephesians chapter six, verse number 10, I'm reading out of the New American International Version. It says this, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Did you hear that? The adversary has schemes, kind of like we talked about in 1 Peter chapter 5, when it says that he's going to be walking around, rolling around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. It doesn't say he can devour everybody, but he's looking for people who he can devour, and he uses schemes. He has tricks. He has plots. He has trickery. It says, for our struggle, our battle is not against flesh and blood. But if it's not against flesh and blood, then what is it against? But it's against rulers, 
and the authorities against the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms what does that mean against powers against principalities against powers against rulers of the darkness this world these are ranks and files of demonic spirits when it's talking about and spiritual wickedness or spiritual forces of evil in the, in the spirit heavenly realm the heavenly realm is the is the space around earth so you have demonic forces that are in different categories, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness of heavenly places that are around the, around the earth's atmosphere. And their whole agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy, to come against you, to keep you from fulfilling God's perfect plan for your life, to keep you from receiving that life that's in abundance to the full until it overflows, which Jesus has already made available to you. So if all these things are going on and, 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 and God wants me to have this life, why doesn't he just give it to me? Because not everybody will receive it. God won't go against your will. God won't make you say, God won't make you and Satan can't make you. You have to yield yourself. You have to accept what it is that Jesus has made available to you. You have to accept whatever it is the adversary is presenting. It's like playing a game of marbles. If you ever played marbles, it says, you know, you have one marble in this hand and, one, and no marble in this hand, and you put your hands behind your back, and then you bring your hands back up, and then it says, you choose. You choose which one you, which hand you think it is. If you choose the right hand, you get what it is God has available. If you choose the wrong hand, you get what the adversary has available to you. Can I tell you this? God is always, always, always through his people, through pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers, through the body of Christ, through local churches, and, and, and by Holy Spirit, he's always trying to get that life that's in abundance to the full until it overflows to you. But you have to open up the door and let him in. In fact, the reason why so many people are struggling today is because they are having a battle that's going on in their mind. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, he says, you have to win the battle in your mind. In fact, the battlefield for the, all these things is in your mind. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, I'm reading out the New American Standard Bible, it says this, it says, for though we walk or live in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not flesh, they're not against flesh and blood, but they are divinely power for the destruction of stronghold or treaches or what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortified pattern of thinking. In other words, a stronghold is a pattern of thinking that uh, that has that has um, arguments and theories and reasonings that you have exalted above what the word of God says. In other words, God's word says that by Jesus stripes you're healed. But you says, no, my mama had cancer. My grandmama had cancer. My cousin has cancer. That means I'm going to have cancer too. Even the fact is people in your family may have had cancer, but the truth is by Jesus stripes, you're healed. The fact is in the past, family members have been in poverty, but the truth is God supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, the, your stronghold is, I believe the fact that 
the cancer is here. I believe the poverty is here. I believe that more so than I believe that what it is the word of God has to say. And what he's saying here, he says, but well, you have to destroy, uh, pull, pull down, take off those arguments and theories and reasonings and anything that tries to exalt itself up against the knowledge of God. You have to take all of those thoughts captive. How do you do that? When you get a doctor's report, doctor's report says, hey, you're gonna, you have cancer, you're going to die in three days. Your response to that is says, doc, I want to thank you for, for your services. I, fact is, that's what your report is. But truth is, I believe that by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. That's what report I'm going to stand on. He says, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not telling you to be in denial. Oh, I'm not in denial. I heard what it is that you said, but your facts does not supersede God's truth. And what do you begin to do at that time? You just begin to hold on with expectation, just like little Bobby going to the music park. I declare that by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I declare that by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Well, what if somebody asks you how you feel? Man, the doctor gave me this report that says that I had cancer. That was his fact. But the truth of the matter is that by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. They said they was going to cut my lights off by Thursday. That's a fact. But the truth is my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You are the determining factor. Remember, they heard the word preached, but it didn't profit them or benefit them because that word was not mixed with faith. And God is saying, that's the enemy that's on, that's the enemy in that's the, he would say that's the enemy in me that will say the reason why you haven't seen life in abundance to the full until it overflows is because you're not mixing faith with the words that you are hearing you're not mixing faith and and not only faith but hope hope is the earnest expectation of good father i believe it father i receive it i'm gonna talk like it i'm gonna live like it i'm gonna walk like it i'm arresting the fact that father Jesus came to give me life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Any thought that tries to exalt itself above that, I pull that thought down. I'm not going to spend all my time wrestling with flesh and blood because the battle is not against flesh and blood. But I take authority. And, but see, the thing about it is he's giving me authority over, over the powers, over the principalities, over the powers, over the rulers of the darkness of this world to go spiritual wickedness in high places. In accordance to Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he says, I've given you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. So what do you have to do to make sure that you keep pulling down those strongholds and not opening up the door for more of those thoughts, reasoning, theories to over, overlap what the word of God says. Proverbs chapter 4, 23 says you got to keep and guard your heart. Why do you got to keep and guard your heart? For with all diligence and above all that, guard your heart. Why? Because out of your heart flow the issues of life. When you're talking about heart, it's talking about your, your spirit, man. When you're, the three entrances to your heart is your eye gates, what you see, your ear gates, what you hear, and your mouth gates, what you see, uh, what you say. How do I guard my heart? I got to guard what I'm letting come in my eyes. I got to guard what I'm, I'm letting come into my ears. I've got to guard what's coming out of my mouth. Can I tell you something earlier today? I was, I was, uh, had a break and I was going to cut on a, a program and this is and it wasn't even a program that was 
with lewd, crude, and a whole bunch of cussing. But this is what the Spirit of the Lord said. He says, why would you watch something that is you already know is, is going to talk in contrary, contra, total contradiction to what it is you believe? Don't let those things enter into your heart. So even I have to be mindful of those things. The same thing I'm telling you, the same thing he's telling me. What do we got to do? We got to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of our hearts flow the very issues of life. And, and why is this important? Because as a man thinks in their heart, so is he. Proverbs 23 and 7, as you think in your heart, so are you or so you become. God came, Jesus came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. But you have a part in that. And the way that you have a part in it is when you hear the word preached, you got to mix that word preach with faith in order for you to see or receive the tangible manifestation of what it is that you heard through the word. Your battles are not against flesh and blood. The battle's going on in your mind. If you guard against Anything that tries to exalt itself, any arguments or theories or reason, it doesn't matter who it is. Any arguments or theories or reasons which exalt itself against the word of God, you guard against that. You guard your heart against that. Somebody says something that doesn't line up with the word, I pull that thought down in the name of Jesus. And then you say, you replace it by what the word of God says about that situation. And you got to be saying that word that's in proper context a lot of people are breaking off bits and pieces of scriptures and trying to make it fit remember the word of god is a mirror you look into the mirror to adjust yourself to what's in the mirror not trying to adjust the mirror to look like you want it to look guard your heart identify that enemy the enemy that's in me which is doubt fear and unbelief when you don't mix faith with it, it's because you don't you doubt it. You don't believe it. Or you're in fear, you don't believe it. Or you or fear means you believe more of what it is the adversary is saying about the situation, or your arguments or theories or reasons says about the situation, more so than what the word of God said about that same situation. You are the deciding factor. Man, is 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 that simple? It's the same way how when a person who's never been born again, how do I enter into a proper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Man, it's so simple. How do I enter into that kingdom of God way of doing things that you was operating in today? Man, it's so simple. John 3 talks about unless you be born again, you cannot even understand. You can't even perceive. You can't even begin to comprehend God's way of doing things. Well, let's fix that for you tonight. It's as simple as according to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, which says this, the word of God is near you, is in your heart, is in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, healed, delivered, and set free. It says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, healing, deliverance, wholeness, and completeness. Let's, let's operate in that today. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or you want to rededicate your life, or you just want to make sure you're in right relationship, let's take it. Let's do that right now. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me. 
on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in the grave, but now he's risen. He's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come save me now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I repent of all sin. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Now, right now, and I'm born again. Right now, and I'm in the kingdom of God. And right now, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God, welcome you into the body of Christ, and welcome you back into right relationship with God. Now, what do you do now? Man, you got to get in a good Bible-based church which teaches you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but also teaches you how to live according to the kingdom of God, operate according to the love of God. I believe Ignite uh, Depot is that place, aka the Depot, is that place for you. We'd love to have you join us each week every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or if you're too far, man, catch us online, catch us on YouTube, catch us on uh, Facebook, on Twitter. Or if it is better for you because you're working, man, catch the podcast at Ignite to Life podcast at Ignite to Life podcast. And man, we love to have you uh, hear not only this message, but also other the messages that we've preached in the past. Man, on behalf of Minister Juin and myself and the entire Night Nation, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.